I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Last night, I was caught off guard with a question that I had not really thought about. It was a question that I was not prepared to answer, and, and it really got me pondering a lot, of, a lot of this journey. The question was, name three landmarks along the way, you know, in this process with my covert narcissistic husband that really boosted me forward on this journey. Three landmarks that really got me to where I am today and, and helped me to take control of my life back that helped me, you know, to heal. And I want to talk about that question today in this podcast. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Let me, let me lay the groundwork of where this question came from. So I run group coaching sessions, and I think some of you are starting to hear about these sessions. And these sessions are proving to be incredibly beneficial for so many people. And and so much, you know, so incredibly rewarding. I want to take a minute and, and share it with you what it is. So we, we meet for six weeks. We meet once per week for two hours and it's through Zoom. And, and we share our stories. We share our experiences, what we're going through. And, and we hear from each other what, what other people are going through. And, and everybody that's in there is dealing with a covert narcissist in their life. The far majority of them, in fact, all of them are spousal relationships. And, and they're also kind of discovering that this filters through other family members and such. We have handouts and worksheets each week that kind of kind of catapult us forward on our journey, this journey of healing that we're all on. And then we also have a completely private Facebook group that's only for those who are in the session. And so we truly get to know each other. We get to know what's going on in each other's lives. We hold each other accountable and we share with each other. You know, these we share tears, we share laughter. We share shock, you know, at the common ground that's in our lives and shock at the ridiculous behavior that we are experiencing. We're sharing aha moments as these light bulbs go off, as we just all of a sudden the fog lifts and, and we're seeing life with such clarity. And all of this is happening in these group sessions. And so if you're interested in one of these sessions, please don't delay. We have two more sessions coming up in April. One is a Thursday morning session, starts on April 7th. The other we're looking at doing on Sunday afternoons, although, you know, if we need to move that to Saturdays, we're considering Saturdays or Sundays. And so we just, we need to hear from you what you need. We only take 10 in these sessions, so please don't delay in signing up. You can find us at covertnarcissism.com. If you struggle to find these group sessions, just shoot me an email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, -E, at covertnarcissism.com, and I will give you all the information you need. So let me tell you about this group. This group meets on Sunday afternoons and they are just an amazing group of, of people. And they decided that they wanted to do a happy hour. This was new to me. We had never had this. And so as a group outside of our regular time, they met on Zoom and set up this happy hour session. And it was just to chat, just to get to know each other, just to laugh, to cry, whatever we felt like doing. 
And everybody brought, you know, bring your drinks, bring your cocktails, bring your snacks, and just just sit and chat. And it really was fun. Like, I really enjoyed being there. But one of our members said, hey, I, I got a question for you, Renee. And I said, okay. I said, bring it. You know, what you got? And she said, what were your landmarks? Give me three landmarks along the way that boosted you forward on this journey. She said, you know, we're all here looking at where you are in your life now, and we want to be there. How did you get there? What what really boosted you? And I was I was like, wow, okay, I, I haven't really thought of this. And and so I took a few minutes and and said, you know, give me a few minutes to think this through. And at first I only thought of external events, things that actually took place on specific days. You know, one of the one that I gave was the day that my dad gave his approval for me to get a divorce. That was huge to me. You know, I, my parents were so opposed to divorce. And so divorce was not going to be an option. My dad's a preacher. You know, he's been in the church all of his life. My parents have been married for 58 years. Divorce was not going to happen. And so the day that he actually gave me permission for this, that was huge in my life. Uh, the, the scenario was my parents were in town visiting and my husband had blown up yet again at our oldest son, making this big scene, telling him how bad he was, closed him in his office and lectured him for 45 minutes. And all of this when our son had done nothing wrong yet again, you know, nothing that matched this reaction from his father. And I was at my boiling point. I was so mad that I just I couldn't get this stopped. I was feeling hopeless and worthless and useless. I was desperate for change. My stomach was in knots. My heart was racing. That fight or flight instinct was powerful in me. And this particular night, I just went out in the garage to get some space. I was like, I just can't take it anymore. And my dad followed me out. I had never talked to my dad about any of this that was going on. And I just, I told him, I said, I, I can't take this anymore. I've tried everything I know to try. I cannot get him to stop treating his son this way. I'm exhausted and I'm just incredibly frustrated. And my dad that night told me, you know, it's not your fault. And he told me then that I needed to get financially independent. Wow. When he said those words, I was stunned. I looked at my dad. I think he saw the shock on my face because ever so gently he said, sweetie, you can't keep living this way. It isn't good for you. It isn't good for your boys. And it's not what God would want. That was a game-changing day for me. So, of course, I mentioned this as a landmark, you know, in my journey. And another game-changing day was the day that I actually finally told him I wanted a divorce. You know, I was dreading that day. I knew it was coming. I had known for several years that this was over. And, and I knew it had to come. I knew I couldn't stop it. And I did not want to stop it, but yet I was terrified. But when I actually did it, when the words were coming out of my mouth, the relief was instant. And it was overwhelming. Saying the words was actually not as bad as the anticipation of it. I was so happy to have finally put it on the table, to have it out in the open. And now I could move forward. I knew that divorce was actually going to happen. It was the final piece for me to accept it completely. And having that courage to tell him proved to me that I had the courage to get this done. So absolutely, that was another game-changing day. The third external thing that I mentioned was starting that Facebook group. 
I did that in 2018, and I've talked about that group here before. If you're not a member, search Covert Narcissism Group. Request to join because that group is amazing. And again, send me an email if you need the link. I'm happy to help out. But creating that group finally proved to me that I was not alone in this. It validated all the ways that I was feeling, you know, all the thoughts I was having and all the doubt and all of this. So yes, these were huge landmarks for me. But last night, after this Zoom session with with this group, I sat down on my bed and I started thinking about it more. And I thought, okay, was that really truly the landmarks that were, you know, such a big boost to me? And, And they were significant, don't get me wrong, but I realized something. Yes, these, these answers were, you know, moments in my life that, that definitely helped and definitely mattered, but they were not the truly life-changing ones. You see, these were all external events, but it was the internal moments that truly boosted me forward. It was the light bulb moments, the aha moments, the eye-opening moments, the moments when the fog started to clear. See, these were the moments that were life-changing for me. These are the things that once you learn them, you can't unlearn them. That once you wake up to them, you can't unsee them. It's like walking through a door and the door locks behind you and you can never go back. These are the landmarks that I want to share with you here and now. So the first one, it was New Year's Eve in 2016. And I remember the day, I will never forget it. I see I'm a, I'm a fixer in my life. I fix things. That's, that's what I do is I, I fix things and there's nothing I can't fix. There's nothing I can't take on in my life and make it work and make it happen. But this particular year on new year's Eve, my family had all gone to bed before midnight and I chose to stay up this time. Sometimes they did. Sometimes they didn't, but I stayed up and I like to stay up at night after the family has gone to bed because it's a peaceful time. It's one of the quietest moments in my, in my home, And I like that time. And see, prior to this day, I had poured everything into fixing this relationship. I just knew that I could do it. I I could help him. I could help him see. I could find the right words, find the right book for him to read, find the right whatever, whatever, whatever. And my own determination pushed me far past any reasonable amount of effort. In fact, I had been doing this for our entire marriage and I didn't even realize it. I had been fixing things for, you know, 20 years. But by this point, my efforts were proving to not not work uh, and they were proving to be quite exhausting. I was really struggling. Our marriage was really struggling. Our boys were truly struggling. And this particular New Year's Eve, the aha moment I had, I dropped to my knees And I said, God, I can't fix this. And tears streamed down my face as I said those words. I can't fix this. And I let it sink in. I said it over and over. I don't know how long I I sat there on the floor over and over saying, I can't fix this. Accepting that I could not fix this was a life-changing moment for me. It, it allowed me to quit trying so hard. It allowed me to quit carrying that responsibility. It allowed me to start learning how to finally take care of myself again. I had reached a point 
physically that my health was deteriorating badly. And I, I had nothing left. My, my tank was empty. My emotional tank was empty. My mental tank was empty. My every tank, psychological, spiritual, whatever, was empty. But now I could stop trying so hard. Now I could put some energy, the little bitty bit of energy that I could find into someone who was truly open, receptive, and in dire need. And that someone was myself. I finally could start learning how to take care of me again. So that was a huge landmark for me. I can't fix this. Now this led directly into the second landmark. It took a little time for the second landmark to hit, but it definitely led directly into it. The second landmark was when I really came to the realization that it's not my fault accepting that it was not my fault or my responsibility. Now, how did I get there? Years of research. So when I realized I couldn't fix it, I was already started into the research of covert narcissism, but it really, at that point, I dove in hard into that research. The years, you know, the reading blog posts and watching videos, reading books, listening to podcasts, talking to friends, journaling, going back and reading those journals, realizing the craziness of what I'd been living, starting to validate my own thoughts and my own feelings, connecting with other victims in the Facebook group. All of this was part of that journey. You know, listening to their stories, hearing the similarities, not only in the stories, but also in their reactions, their feelings, their behaviors. I finally, finally realized that this was not my fault. Part of that realization was that I I realized I'm allowed to be human. I'm actually allowed to be human. I'm actually allowed to be less than perfect. You know, I was living with a husband who I am clearly, I had to be perfect for him because anytime I wasn't, his anger exploded. So I had to be perfect. Well, then I realized it didn't matter whether I was perfect or not perfect. His anger was still going to be there. I, I finally, I realized that I was allowed to say things that could have been said better. I was allowed to do things that could have been done better. I was allowed to just be me. You know, who who died and made me God where I had to say everything perfect. I had to do everything perfect. What? No. Yes, I can come back and go, you know what? I didn't say that well. I, I should have said it a little differently. And that's okay. For the first time, I was allowed to matter. My feelings matter. My thoughts mattered. My opinions mattered. Regardless of what he said or didn't say, regardless of what he thought or didn't think, I matter. And I'm only responsible for me. This was truly life-changing. You know, I remember when this happened, both of my boys, you know, after a couple of months after this date, both of my boys told me, you know, at different times, mom, you've changed. And I said, oh, I said, what do you mean? And both of them told me, you are more peaceful. See, when you can finally accept that this is not your fault, you start finding peace in your heart again because you quit blaming yourself for everything. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've never said I'm perfect. Again, I say there are things I could have said better. There are things I could have done better. Absolutely 100%. But I'm not the one that chose to bring all this abuse into my home. I'm not the one that chose to bring all this anger into my household. That wasn't on me. So the first truly 
life-changing landmark, God, I can't fix this. The second one, it's not my fault. And now the third one. The third one was huge. And and I, I, I'm realizing that a lot of victims, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are not ready for this third one, but I want you to know it's out there. I want you to know it's coming because it was truly, truly life-changing. And, and I also want you to know that there were plenty of other life-changing moments along the way, some big and some small, but these were the three biggies. You know, like most victims of covert narcissism, once I started putting it all together and figuring out what was going on, I researched like a mad person. You know, I just, I've already talked about this, the blog posts, the, the videos, the podcasts, the books, all of this. I eat, breathe, and, and slept narcissism. I, I put all the, together all these examples in my past that it brought me here. I wrote everything down that I could remember. I talked about it with anyone who would listen. I woke up thinking about it. I spent my day thinking about it. I went to sleep thinking about it. It's an intense mission. You know, I hear people say that I, I walked into a marriage getting a divorce license and I came out with a degree in psychology. This is what they're talking about because you do, you research like a madman because finally, Finally, there's something that makes sense, something in this world of crazy making that, that I can hold on to and go, okay, this makes sense to me. This brings clarity to me. I needed the answers. I needed the validation. And so do you. So I understand that. But my third major internal landmark was the day that I wrote in my journal, the prosecution rest. Let that sink in for a minute. The prosecution rest. I didn't need any more evidence. I didn't need any more justification or validation. I had plenty. I didn't need any more witnesses. I didn't need any more proof. And I didn't need to explain anything else anymore to anyone. No more arguments. No more opening and closing statements. I had said all I needed to say. I had written all that I needed to write. Now I could let it rest. I could finally sit down, satisfied with my decision, no longer needing to defend myself. I could now say, your honor, the prosecution rests. This is such a vital point to get to. This journey through narcissism can absolutely take over your life. For many, not only do they find that they're dealing with it in their spouse, they find that they also were victims of it from their past maybe from their parents, their siblings, other family members, it can be completely overwhelming. And that need to research is intense. I get it. It's a drive like no other. I definitely understand that. But when the time comes, and the time will come, I assure you, it can feel like it'll never get there, but it will come. Be willing to sit down and say, the prosecution rest. I am here to tell you that there is life after narcissism. If you weren't listening to this podcast right now and thinking about all of this, what would you be doing? Where would you be spending your time? What would you be thinking about? Those are things you need to start asking yourself. And then maybe you're not to the point the prosecution can rest, but how about the prosecution can take a day off? Give yourself that day off. Take a small break. One day. For one day, don't think about it. Don't, don't think about narcissism. Don't talk about narcissism. Don't think about that person in your life. Take one day and let the prosecution take a break. You need that. Now, these are the three steps. 
I can't fix this. It isn't my fault. And the prosecution rests. Those are huge landmarks on this journey. Your heart will sing again. Your energy will return. Your mind will stop playing and replaying through everything. You will laugh again, smile again. You will love life again. Don't ever forget that you are stronger than you know. Someday you will be looking back at your own landmarks. And I'll be asking you guys, you know, what landmarks are there for you? To, the, to this member of the group coaching session, you know who you are. The one who asked this question, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for that question. And for those of you who are interested in joining our next group coaching session, please sign up now because it will fill up fast. We are firm on only taking 10 in each group. So those sessions start in April and you can find it at www.covertnarcissism.com. You'll find the information there on the group coaching sessions, fill in that form or go ahead and pay in full and hold your spot. I will find a schedule that works for you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.